Hey, this is Jake Asman. You're listening to the On the Board Sports Podcast. You can put it on the board. Yes. And welcome back to another edition of the On the Board Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Sean Thomas, a.k.a. Shawnee on the mic. Happy Wednesday to all. As always, joined by my main man, my co-host, William Chirucci. AKA, we'll see. Will, how you doing, pal? Hanging in, can't complain. Coming here from Long Island, New York. It's a beautiful day out today, and we have a very special guest with us, Sean. Oh, why don't you introduce that very special guest, pal? Absolutely. Joining us from Sports Illustrated and CBS Sports Radio is the one and only Robin Lumberg. Robin, thank you for coming on and joining us. How are you? I'm doing well. You know what's interesting to me is one of y'all's in your bed and the other one is like in a makeshift gym or whatever's <laughs> going on there. <laughs> well, for the people out there that are going to be watching this on YouTube, yes. But for the people <laughs> that are going to be listening via Apple Podcasts or Spotify or even wherever they get their podcasts from, they just have to use their imagination. But well, I mean, that, that's part of the medium, right? You describe it a little bit. Well, what's the name of the machine? You know, the push and pull machine you got <laughs> going on behind you? And uh, he's just got a, a bedboard with an OTB T-shirt on. It looks like, I mean, I, I'm sure that's for your podcast. It looks like a, a, a wrestling T-shirt, right? Um, <laughs> you know, so that's, that's, that's all you got to do. And, and meanwhile, I, I don't I have like little kids art in the background and a Sports <laughs> Illustrated logo for all the damn videos I film every day. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that at all, man, especially during this time that we're living in now. Robin, how are you making out during this pandemic? I'm doing well. You know, I always say to people, all things considered, look, um, this is like a, a real thing, right? Obviously, people are dealing with health crisis, and, and I've been fortunate where that hasn't impacted at least my immediate family. Um, uh, employment, you know, crisis, uh, and, and I've been fortunate to not be too impacted by that. Uh, and, and then there's the mental health aspect of it. And that's the, the hardest, that's been the hardest part for me, because fortunately, the, the first two didn't didn't hit me where right. you just have to like you go a little stir crazy you worry about the future you you know how other people are dealing I, I sense a lot of anger out there too um and it's tough so you know that that I've actively I've actively worked on but the other challenge has been and this is like you know <laughs> talk about problems that a lot of people wish to have is content generating right because you know especially now that the last dance is over um, and, and all that, we're now in this period of like, okay, are these leagues coming back? <laughs> you know, what are we going to do yep, that's right. <laughs> next month? So that, that's been the, the biggest, I think, occupational challenge for me. At, at first, the answer was, all right, what's happening? They're shutting down. What are the ramifications? Then we spun to like the all-time great debates because I think people just wanted to get away from, from coronavirus coverage. And now we, we sort of exhausted those because we did, you know, two months of them, basically. And now it's just like, okay, come on, NBA. <laughs> Let's go. Absolutely. And you're an NBA guy. We'll, we'll get to the NBA in a second. But before that, Robin, how did you get into, number one, just talking sports on sports radio? And number two, where, where did it come from for you? Um, you know, that's interesting. It's not like a linear thing, right? I mean, it started with an interest. Like, that's what I was like, okay, I want to do sports or entertainment or that sort of thing when I was younger. Uh, I didn't really think about political stuff that I, I might think about a little bit now. Um, you know, but then it was like, okay, what do I do? All right, so I went to college. I went to University of Maryland. 
in part because of the journalism program, in part because it was a big school with big sports. I worked my way up the student radio station there and started broadcasting basketball, football and the like. And, and that was probably the number one most important thing I did, followed by the thing that helped me the most career-wise, which was getting an internship with Around the Horn uh, at that time. So right. I was an intern on Around the Horn, basically in that show's infancy. Uh, so I would go on college mornings uh, a couple days a week to Around the Horn, which led to my first job in the industry post-college um, with Max Kellerman's show uh, on Fox Sports. Um, that show didn't last that long for the myriad of reasons. And I wound up in a period of uh, uncertainty. I waited tables, I bartended and the like before I got my foot in the door um, at ESPN Radio. Thanks again in part to Max, where I, I worked on his show there, Stephen A. Smith's show there, um, and eventually crossed over into like a full-time on-air role there. Um, and I was there, I think almost 10 years in total before, uh, you know, the things ended there and, and I wound up um, at SI. And, you know, the first day, one of the first days I walked in the door there, I hadn't even done any straight to camera reads before. I did, you know, I went straight to my wheelhouse with LeBron James, right? So I, I did a LeBron take um, that also involved Jay-Z in the opening line. Anybody knows me, knows I have Jay-Z references for everything. And, and that one blew up, which uh, sort of landed me that job. Um, and I, I've been there ever since. And then also, you know, got back on the radio with, with CBS Sports Radio doing every Saturday morning and um, more recently with, with, with Sirius, um, particularly Mad Dog Radio. Well said there, Robin. Well said. Robin, are you um, uh, uh, referencing uh, before, what was your take on the MJ Doc uh, Last Dance? Because I think we all gave it a two thumbs up, but now afterwards you're hearing that Grant is upset and Scotty's mad and everybody's mad. What was your um, another take? Well, first of all, thank you for it existing, right? It was a, a fountain of content, an, an oasis when, right. when we were in a barren wasteland of, of no sports. So I was happy for that. Um, it was the Michael Jordan of propaganda, right? And, and I, I sort of knew that going in. Um, and, and I think that's where you've seen some of the anger come out post that. And you, you, um, Ken Burns, the documentary filmmaker, said it wasn't a real documentary or wasn't real journalism. It sort of reminded me of when Martin Scorsese said that the Marvel movies weren't real, real cinema. I mean, they're just different kinds. Uh, it was entertaining. You know, like if the goal was entertainment and if the goal was, and clearly the goal from Michael Jordan's perspective was to try to reaffirm his position, um, then it was wildly successful. And, and, and I thought it was, you know, very entertaining. Like the music was great. The, the, you know, the memories it brought back, the personalities, but you had to take it at face value. I think, you know, I, I think some people ran with it as gospel rather than Michael Jordan's retelling of the events. And whatever, whoever was retelling them, they're going to make Michael Jordan look great because Michael Jordan was great. But in this case, Michael Jordan is, is almost, you know, uh, telling his own fairy tale, if you will. Well said, Robin, well said. Robin, so, so as you know, sports, they're trying to come back. Sports, they're trying uh, to figure out when and where. Specifically, the NBA, they're trying to decide, is it going to be the Bahamas, Florida, Vegas, blah, blah, blah. How do you think they should come back, and when do you think they will? Or we will. We will have it back. I think the NBA will be back in July. 
Um, I mean, I think there's too much smoke for, for that not to happen at this point. It seems like the players, the league, and the public are now aligned on that. Um, the fact that they're even acknowledging the Disney World thing publicly lets you know they're probably getting further and further along there. So I, I would imagine you start to see NBA teams run their own version of a camp in the next, let's say, two weeks. And then uh, you see a training camp at Disney starting at the beginning of July with the season resuming sometime between midway point and the, the last third of July. Interesting stuff right there, Robin. Very interesting stuff. Robin, with everything that has gone on, right, you had a, a list of your top five greatest players. And, you know, there was, a, there was a list on there on the Sports Illustrated Instagram page that had every writer's top five, and your top five was pretty interesting. Can you uh, tell us about your top five? What, do you want my top five or my starting lineup? Well, you yeah, a lineup in general. I mean, because well, the one you're referencing was a, a lineup. So I put, it, I put it together thinking of the other parts, Correct. not just like, you know. So that was Steph Curry, Michael Jordan, LeBron James, Kevin Durant, and Shaquille O'Neal. And they gave us one six-man. I, I took Ray Allen there because I figured Ray Allen could come in for Shaq if I wanted to go small, or Ray Allen could come in for Steph if I needed a bigger guard. Um, but I, I wanted to make sure I had the shooting, um, the, the length, the, the ball handling, creativity, the power, everything. And I, and I think you have that with, with that group of, of, of players specifically. It'd be tough to – I mean, you know, I'm getting a pick from all the players of all time, but it'd be tough to, <laughs> tough right. to beat that team. Robin, so I, so I have a, you know, five plus one. I want you to take on mine. I would have – um, at the point guard, um, um, Adjic, uh, Jordan number two, the shooting guard, uh, LeBron at the three. I would have Tim uh, D -D Duncan at the four, Shaq at the five, and I would have KD as the uh, six man. What, uh, what you think of that five plus one? I think that lineup's better with Kevin Durant in it uh, because I don't think you have enough shooting and spacing. Two reasons. One, if you're putting Tim Duncan and Shaq together, are they then clogging the lane a little bit, right? Because Timmy could shoot it a bit, but he wasn't stretching the floor. So both of those guys are occupying the paint. And then if you have LeBron, no disrespect to the great Magic Johnson, but if you have LeBron, do you necessarily need Magic Johnson, right? Uh, and Magic's not spacing the floor with his shooting. You get the same problem with, with Jordan and Kobe to a certain extent where there's a bit of a redundancy there, uh, as great as they both were. So that's one of the reasons Steph Curry's my point guard, right? Because I already have LeBron to handle that playmaking and, and creativity. And I need to, to give LeBron space to operate. Who better to do that than Steph? I guess I'll pile on too with this, this uh, starting five and sixth man. John Stockton, point guard. Michael being the shooting guard. Here's a surprise for you. Glenn Rice at the small forward position. Tim Duncan at the four, Shaq at the five, and Lamar Odom at the six. What do you think of that? See, again, I, my, I think with modern basketball, I wouldn't have – I mean, Tim Duncan's a five to me. I know people like to say the greatest power forward of all time, right. but that's really because they don't like arguing about Tim Duncan and debating. <laughs> like, Tim Duncan, to me, it's like David Robinson and then Tim Duncan and Akeem Olajuwon. Not, not in order. I meant, like, the big men of that era. Right. Uh, Shaq, Duncan, Olajuwon, Robinson. 
And, and because of the Spurs, because we're, um, the Duncan was drafted by the Spurs, he sort of became the de facto power forward because they already had Robinson. But when Robinson moved along, I remember those San Antonio teams spreading out with, with Parker and, and Ginobili Correct. and company. So when, when I'm putting together the personally that list of five, I'm, I'm thinking about that aspect of it. So it's not even just like the five best players or the best player at each position necessarily, but it, the, the way modern basketball works, I just don't know how well, I mean, as they would work in a certain sense because they're great, but Shaq and Duncan together, I, I think you could only have one true big man on the floor uh, unless you're, you're having a big man who, who's a, a, a four or five out guy. Um, and then even then I want an option to go all small where, where I have, you know, the, the five versatile interchangeable parts like you see so often nowadays. Right. Gotcha there, Robin, gotcha there. Robin, to go from the basketball court to the uh, football field, Tom Brady, everybody thought he's not going. He's not going. He definitely left. Gronk is now joining him there. How do you feel Tom is going to do after spending 20 years in one place, uh, what's your thoughts on Tom going to uh, Tampa Bay? Well, I mean, I, I think he picked the right talent. Um, and he may have picked the right coach, too. Uh, you know, so he's going to a place where the, the coach has gotten Arians, has gotten a lot out of quarterbacks, and where they, they certainly have a, a tremendous amount of talent at, at the wide receiver position. At the same time, you know, I, I think he's probably trying to prove he's – not the system, buck the system, if you will, because I, that's the probably the biggest doubt about Brady. He's he's basically he's the family feud answer for greatest quarterback of all time, right? It's basically unanimous. But if anybody's going to try and pick it apart, they go, well, what about Belichick or or you know, was it the Patriots system? Was he just so good at at flying that particular vessel? Um, so I, I think you know it's almost an unfair evaluation of it now because he's so he's older. You know, like, if, if he winds up failing, it might just be because he's old. <laughs> uh, but, but at the same time, uh, that's probably, you know, from a, a sports standpoint, because sometimes this stuff, like, we talk about sports, it might not have anything to do with it. He might just be like, I'm done there. I, I want to be somewhere else, <laughs> right, just from a lifestyle standpoint. Mm-hmm. But I think that's the, the, the intriguing sports question is, is outside of that New England system, how does Brady do? It's a very interesting point right there, and it's absolutely well-documented with Tom Brady going over to Tampa Bay for sure and having Gronkowski back there uh, as well. You know, the one thing with Tampa Bay is, you know, their wide receiving core is so talented, but then you look at the tight end position, O.J. Howard being that first-round draft pick a couple of years ago. Uh, what do you see ha- happening with him now? Well, I, you know, this is sort of like the NFL. I'll make it analogous to the NBA for a second. Right. Um, you know, back in the day, you used to want post-up big men, right? Feed them down. Nowadays, like, who's a, who's a post-up big man that you would want, right? Like, the game has changed. That's why I don't think you even want a, a straight-ahead running back anymore. Like, you know, the, the running back needs to be able to, to catch the ball. Christian McCaffrey, why is he the highest-paid running back? Because he can yeah. do all that stuff, right? right. Um, and, and I think same goes for, like, tight – are these guys actually tight ends or are they big wide receivers? <laughs> you know, they're, they're really right. just right. really big wide receivers. So. No one's ever said like, oh, well, we already have this good wide receiver. Is it going to be bad if we add this other good wide receiver? I think you're just adding more re- receiving threats. And Brady's been known to spread the ball around. So just because like the, the position is designated in our mind as tight end, I don't think that'll be a problem whether he can play or not. Mm, interesting. Well, so there, Robin. Robin, so 
in MLB, you're hearing that these players don't want to take the cuts and they're trying to figure out like where they're going to play and who's getting paid. I'm surprised that the NHL had a plan before an MLB, the uh, NBA. What do you see happening with the MLB and when do you think that they'll be back? Yeah, I mean, I think they all had a plan, right? I mean, I think the NHL, their plan was they basically said, when we come back, it'll just be the playoffs. They didn't even lay it out. I, I think the NBA might actually even be further along than anybody as far as the actual details. Um, but I'm surprised at baseball in the sense of the, this public labor dispute. You know, it's hard to find a consensus on anything. I don't think anybody likes this, right? Like, who, who whatever you're, you know, whether you understand what the players are saying or you think the players are being babies or, or whatever, it just feels gross that in the middle of this time period, these guys are bitching about their, their, their money publicly and it could delay the, the, the start of you know, the, whatever season they were going to have. Right. Uh, ultimately, usually deadlines spur action. So whatever the deadline that they have in their mind is, they'll probably work it out before then because there's just too much money to lose. But I, I do think it leaves a, a bad taste in people's mouth. And if for whatever reason they can't make it happen, that's, you know, I don't want to say a death blow to baseball, but it is a, it would be a significant body blow to, to you know, the future um, health of that sport. Do you see the CBA in 2021 playing a role in this? Uh, yeah, I think so. I mean, I, I think that's the pro- part of the problem too, is they could have two lockouts. I mean, they could have one right now in a sense, and then they could have another one in 2020 and, and baseball is the sport that we most associate with either a strike or a, a work stoppage. I mean, I know it's happened in the NBA, but they didn't miss a, a full season for it. Um, and, and yeah, it, it, there, there's, there seems to be a big gap between um, the players and the owners in that sport more so than the others, because that's been the difference with hockey and basketball, right? You haven't heard a, a word, but you know, you've heard like some safety concerns, which are legitimate, but you haven't heard like, you know, a fight between both sides on trying to get to the same goal. It's, it's, it's like they've been in lockstep, which has been the antithesis of baseball. Well, Sunday, Robin, well, well, Sunday. Robin, so with everything that's going on now, sports-wise and stuff like that, the NBA is trying to come back, NFL, there's that and the um, a third. Everybody's saying a new norm. Everything is going to have this, like, new norm this, new norm that. In your mind, if sports does have a new norm, what what do you think that new norm may be in terms of like fans that games or the an access that certain people have to the guys and stuff like that? Yeah, I mean, I think you're going to see a new norm in society more so than in sports, to be honest, where, uh, I mean, look at us right now, right? Like the, the way that this is happening I think more and more companies have realized, oh, wait a second. Okay, got people can work from home effectively. Or wait, why are we spending money to rent this space when we could oh not God. spend this money to rent this space? Uh, or, you know, like congregations of people like that just aren't necessary. And like, to be honest, some of these Zoom calls, right? It's, you ever go to a party with people and you don't wind up talking to the people you went to the party with? I mean, there's certain shared experiences you want to have, like a concert or a sporting event, but then there's those other ones where you're just like, oh, I, I talked to that person for 30 seconds when in these things you can talk 
a lot. So I think you'll see subtle stuff like that. Hopefully it helps the environment. Um, but as far as sports go, we have to see the timeline, right? Like, cause uh, you know, it's not going to fully change until there's a vaccine or, or some really effective treatment for coronavirus. But I think that's one of the reasons you've also seen these leagues be so willing to move their calendar back because they're, they're not so worried about the start of next season because the further they can push back the start of next season, the better their chance of having fans in the stands because that's still a huge revenue driver. So maybe you will see, you know, less capacity, people spaced out a, a little bit more, uh, more precautions in that sense. But uh, eventually, I think you're going to want to see these businesses, at least in, in, in this arena, um, attempt to have people in their arenas again. Robin, take us through the hour by hour life of Robin Lumberg when Robin Lumberg was going to Sports Illustrated and C CBS Sports Radio. Before all this happened, what would the day in the life of Robin Lundberg be like? Well, you mean like what, what period of my life are we talking about now? Well, we're talking about before this whole coronavirus thing happened. Oh, God. Uh, like how would you prep up for a show? How would you go out and, you know, do, do some of your things? Yeah. Uh, so basically, I, I'm in at 7 a.m. So I'd get in at 7 a.m. And, and um, before, before there was new ownership at Square. Illustrated, I was doing a show called SI Now, so we would prep that show. Like, what are the topics for that show? Since that dissolved, it was more like, okay, what are the headlines from last night that, you know, how do we want to cover them? Who, who is going to be a guest for it? What am I going to have my take on? Uh, and, and the rush would happen around then in the morning before, let, you know, letting up a little bit in the afternoon where I just sort of cover things as they, they came in. Mm -hmm. hop on the ferry go home uh try to get a workout in at some point during that point um hang out with my kids after that right and then uh the radio show every saturday morning and serious of doing radio shows you know sometimes at night after i'm back home or or i was doing two every saturday for a while there too so uh basically a lot of times i felt like i was just sort of like uh in a laundry machine <laughs> every once in a while coming out and then going back in uh so but like I said before, that you know there are people with real problems, so I, I I won't complain about stuff like that. Understood, Robin. My final question for you is: Growing up, were there anybody in sports from the broadcast side or the sports reporting side that you either try to like pattern like your style or that you really liked their work and tried to do the same thing? Anyone? Yeah, that's interesting. Um. I wouldn't say growing up. I mean, I'll give Stuart Scott and that era of Sports Center credit because it was like, oh wow, this is cool. Um, and I think that was, you know, Kenny Mayne and and Stuart Scott and Craig Kilborn and that group of guys. And then I'll, I'll go back to my around the horn uh, PTI days because, you know, I, I feel like a lot of the industry has sort of sprung off of that. And I was there when that was incubating in a sense. Um, so definitely that shaped my mentality some for sure. Absolutely right there. Robin, my final question for you is since there's a plan now for the NHL coming back and the NFL starts up back in September, which league, which sports league is going to come back first? Because everything's going to be basically, you know, NHL came out with its plan, but there's no set date. 
NBA, same thing. NFL, same thing. MLB, the whole contract dispute's happening right now, same thing. Which sport comes back first? Uh, my bet would be the NBA just because we've, I've heard rough timelines more from them than I have from the other sports. I mean, hockey said the playoffs, but they haven't, you know, I, I haven't heard that. Maybe that's because there's just not as much hockey coverage. So <laughs> I don't see it. Uh, but I, I would say because I've, we've heard July from, from the NBA, uh, I, I would, that's where I put my money. Well, so Robin. Robin, we appreciate you coming on. Before you go, how do the people follow you on social uh, media and how do the people follow and hear your show? Yeah, it's at Robin Lundberg on Twitter, uh, probably where I'm most active. The Robin Lundberg on Instagram, because some dude in Sweden have my real name. Uh, you can check out si.com videos all over there or the stuff that's posted on, on their social feeds. Um, CBS Sports Radio every Saturday morning, 6 to 10. There's a podcast of that. And um, Sirius um, is, is more uh, sporadic. I mean, consistent, but sporadic. So you just got to follow me, I guess, and I'll, I'll let you know. Well said, Robin. Well said. Robin, appreciate you coming on. Me and Will are big fans of your work, pal. Thank you for taking some time and continue to be well and stay safe. Thank you so, so much, man. Thank you. No doubt. Have a good one, guys. You too. Thank All you right. again. Appreciate it. Well, that was the one and only Robin Lundberg. Will, a blast to have him on. Um, me and you are big fans of his, so that was an awesome show, man. Yeah, absolutely. You know, he's obviously home doing his thing. He's still employed with Sports Illustrated. That's a good thing. And, you know, getting to see his face on, on my phone and obviously your phone as well is always a good sight. And he always gives, you know, the honest take on, on sports talk, he does. And he's one of the more better guys out there uh, in sports media. He definitely is, definitely is. Well, any final thoughts on this episode, pal? Um, no final thoughts. Just shout out again to Robin for coming on. And, you know, for everybody out there that, you know, keeps on talking about MLB. And there was a video that went viral with, he came on our show, James Randazzo from the sports show. And, you know, just my final thought here is, you know, we get that baseball players get paid an exuberant amount of money, but at the same point in time too, their, their careers are just as short as the, the owner going out there and controlling their team and making billions upon billions of dollars. And we also get the fact too, that these guys have to just put money and food on on their table as well so he mentioned yogi berra world war ii they went to war yes we respect that totally 100 percent. but the times were a lot different then um you know there was only one news outlet or only just a couple of news outlets and people would just go to the movie theater and have to watch it or just see it and with the way how everything is now with revenue sharing, with players that are going out there and getting guaranteed contracts now, those same players actually fought, wanted guaranteed contracts in it. So that way they didn't have to work a second job after everything that has gone on. But times have changed. And, you know, with, with everything that's going on, you know, it's billionaires going against millionaires and middle-class people that – you know, 20 million people are out of work right now. That's absolutely unbelievable. 
But with that said, there's more to it. There's more layers to it. We all want baseball back. We all do. I want to see the Yankees play. Sean wants to see the Mets play. But we want to see the best talent going out there. We don't want to see guys going out there. Remember this, too, in the Jordan doc. I know that Robin talked about the Jordan doc. But there was one thing that maybe we should have asked them. And that was the baseball side of it with the lockout happening, you know, in 95, everything like that, right? And even in 94 as well, he had his opportunity to go out there and Michael Jordan could have played as a replacement player. He didn't. He went back to the guaranteed thing in the NBA. You know, who knows what could happen here? You know what I'm saying? So let's just, as the days go on, let's think and let's, you know, see what's going on here as far as what Major League Baseball is going to do. That's my final thought. Well said, Will. Well said. I agree with you 115%, pal. Uh, no final thoughts for me. Just want to shout out Robin again. And uh, our guests before this, Jake and, and Asman, Will, we had a, another great day of interviews. So shout out to those two guys. Right. So for my co-host, Woody Uchirucci, a.k.a. Rossi, and our guest, Robin Lundberg, I'm your host, Sean Thomas, a.k.a. Shawnee on the mic. On the board sports signing out. Continue to be safe and stay well. Peace out.